0: PSA, this is week one. This is
1: week one. We're not playing a fight song. We need to get you fired up. There is football tonight. Real football.
2: the fight song welcome in to the play the fight song podcast we are actually in a full week of college football this week wait's over when this drops you will have games tonight starting at six o'clock and an abundance of games and games you want to pay attention to we officially made it into college football season we officially made it how does everybody feel Is is this like bubbling up a little bit i feel like i'm gonna wake up tomorrow morning with just no interest in working, just wanting to get right to six o'clock. And my
3: team doesn't even play on Thursday. It's a bad day for me to be an employee. Yeah, I'm not gonna name <laughs> where I work. Let's just but say it's a bad day. It's <laughs> like sorry, like I've got priorities. March Madness. Yeah,
2: if it was like a noon kickoff game over, like the March Madness stuff that those games tip at eleven a.m. <laughs> like, Come on, man! It's just, like really. of
3: which, I don't, I don't want to get on a, a tangent, but maybe I lived under a rock, didn't know that. We're getting an absolute barn burner of Rutgers and uh, Northwestern to wake us up on Sunday morning at 11. Yep, you bet. 11 a.m. <laughs> oh, my God. Dude, ready to
2: roll. Dude, ready to roll. So <laughs> ready to roll. It's going to be an incredible one. It's going to be a ton of fun. Let's go to one who has a game tomorrow, or today, I guess, when this comes out. Parks, game number one on a Thursday, no less. Have, you ever, have they ever played on a Thursday on in recent memory? Uh, yeah, they played at K State on Thursday
1: night. Taylor Martinez ran for 950 yards, and they destroyed K State. But that was a long time ago.
3: i us say recently. That was a long time ago, over a decade ago. Not that
1: long ago? No, it's, it's not. Calm down. It was 2010. That's it's 2023.
3: That's over ten years ago.
2: It's that's over a decade ago. Long oh, ago. I remember like
1: it was yesterday. But anyway.
4: <laughs> take <laughs> this as you may
1: if you're listening to this and you're like having a good time wake up because i woke up this morning with a full-blown erection you're listening to this on thursday college football's back nebraska football's back and we're ready to roll Uh big game tonight big game tonight and i am excited for it. couldn't be more excited for college football to actually be back week zero was terrible and we'll talk about it but pumped
2: do you guys plan out your saturday mornings when you get up for game day like do you have a 100% plan percent one yeah, hundred. on the same page because I don't want to be scrambling at eight o'clock when that thing kicks off. You know, like I need to be in ass in seat. I need ready my coffee. You, I need my bacon everything. and cheese croissant, and I'm ready to roll.
0: You a little croissant, Shaver?
2: You look confused. I'm talking you game said, day and Saturday morning.
3: Oh, okay. I was when the like, show kicks off, not like the actual uh, game itself. Game day. Uh you know I don't really. I don't really anticipate. Like, I'm not like. At 8 a.m. I'm ready for game day. Game day doesn't really g- – I'll definitely turn it on once I not get up. Not week rolling. one? Bro's a casual. Uh, I'll be uh, having a beverage in a parking lot at 8 a.m. this week. So no that's TV what I'm inter- going to be doing. Tailgate
0: it was on the news shirtless last year drinking in a parking lot, let's not forget about that. We've got to
3: find that video. Can- <laughs>
2: right, we do, do need to find that <laughs> clip. Resurface it. Put it
0: right in here. <laughs> yeah. I'm just, I don't I know just, what you're just, talking uh,
2: about. <laughs> that was a rough one. That was good. Hey, but we're excited. I mean, it's going to be a, a great week one. And then week two is going to be even better. And so we're building up to week two. And then week three, we'll jump into even more conference games. We're going to do things a little bit different tonight on how we break down games and what we've done in the past. But we're still going to do like betting segments and parts of that. Um, And we'll cover the line and different things. But we really want to kind of dive into what we think of the game, what we think of each team that's playing within the game and maybe where we lean on who wins the game, whether that's a betting line or not is not necessarily what we're aiming to get out of this. We want to break this down and make you or help you understand, you know, what's going to happen in this game, what you're probably going to see uh, to help you. And honestly, we want to outline a ton of games that maybe uh, somebody doesn't know what's going on. That Like you actually want to see this one. It's going to be a ton of fun, whether it's a team that's uh, in your region that you don't usually watch. It's a team that's on one of your schedules and it's a team that may be really good down the road, that nobody's talking about. So we're gonna definitely going to outline all of those. Let's jump into the week zero recap, though. Let's go over some big scores from the weekend and teams that we want to um, note. USC defeats San Jose State 56-28. Notre Dame, Pounds Navy 42-3. to San Diego State 20, Ohio 13-1, and where Ohio loses Rourke.
3: I believe I saw
2: an um, ACL and yeah, they they very,
3: they kind of feared it was going to be, but um, their coach said he's going to play this weekend, so he's going to play. I don't, there you I don't go. know, if they, like Tweaked it or whatever. And he
2: didn't play very long. Would he play a no, drive or two? I a, was
3: a drive brutal yeah, for us top. Bobcat betters, unbelievable. Yeah. I was going to say
2: the whole world is on them. It felt like Vanderbilt thirty-five, Hawaii twenty-eight in a game where Hawaii had a chance to come back and win that game, or at least tie it up late. A ton of fun and way different than the one that was on the island last year. It was just an absolute debacle and shellacking on the island.
3: I mean, brutal. Hey, multiple chance to win it. They turned it over in the red zone a few times.
2: Yeah. I, again, I was at a wedding uh, where there was not a lot of cell reception. And so I didn't get to see all these games. I just watched like uh, my highlights throughout the week to kind of recap what was going on. And I saw, watched that one. And I go, oh shit, they're kind of coming back. And <laughs> yeah. I knew they lost, but I didn't know how close it really got to that situation any takeaways from week zero that you really think need to be paid attention to or is it just kind of one of those the games where the games um, these teams didn't play great opponents or anything that you really want
3: to touch on from week zero it's easy to like jump to conclusions like on Notre Dame and u s c uh obviously when like there are the two of the top teams that were playing last week and they were the only teams that were playing last week uh everybody kind of wanted to talk about the defense of USC and how it's not back again. And then uh, I, as much as I love Notre Dame that we talked about last week, everybody kind of is jumping to a conclusion about how great they could be. I think they look great. And I think that was a good sign, but mm-hmm. I wouldn't, wouldn't take it for what it is, especially when like those were the two teams that everybody had their eye on in week zero. It's going to be a think lot better.
2: Maybe I think that Navy team has a lot. Oh, They've got to reset. Oh, that boy. program is in a tough spot in it. And they hired from within and they go that route, but it is it's tough sledding over there, in Annapolis, for a little bit. But Reese, that's okay, right? Just go Army beat Navy. Go Not Army. Not worry always. about the midshipmen. Yep.
0: Go Army always. When you, I mean,
2: when you look at USC, though, I mean, they looked the part on offense and and special teams and everything. But I saw a couple of things on the defense. Yeah, they gave up twenty eight. Now you can take that two different ways. You could look at the stats part of it and see how many different guys they played or how many different guys registered tackles. Maybe you think they're filtering in and out. Or you could look at it like they're running people in and out because they don't have guys set. You know, maybe it's yep. a more of a tryout and it didn't work out as a good tryout. Or maybe you look at it like they were just filtering out ones and twos. Like they know, but they wanted everybody to kind of play and get reps. You know, it, it's two different things. It's, I, I could see it either way. Again, you'll have to see this weekend, see if the, anything changes, but I'm going to doubt it because they had Nevada. So that's how that one goes. We have a new segment that we really want to touch on. And talk about in after each week in our recap portion of the week before, we're going to give out a helmet sticker. If you know what a helmet sticker is sticker for performance that somebody puts on their helmet. There's not too many teams that do it anymore. I think Ohio State, uh, Florida State and like some other Michigan random ones. Michigan does, Michigan. It. Michigan. Michigan does it again. Correct. Harbaugh brought that back. couple here. Or there. not everybody does it anymore, but it's an awesome concept. We'll give out a helmet sticker to one player or we could give it out to a team on their performance from the week prior. Parks, let's kick it off with you. Who's your helmet sticker going to? Who had the performance of the weekend that you really think needs to be highlighted?
1: Yeah, it's a tough segue, and maybe it goes with Schaefer's, but uh, I've got to go in mind to Siobhan Cordero from San Jose State. Granted, like you said, it's week one. Don't look too much into the USC defense, but he had a hell of a week. He um, he went 21 for 38 for 198 yards and three scores with no picks. So yep. he was really mobile in the co- pocket. They converted a third and 22 against the number six ranked team in the country, which doing that at San Jose state is shows you that, I mean, this is a team that's going to put up absolute points when it comes to in-conference games throughout the year. So my helmet sticker goes out to him. He played well the entire game. Love that one. Reese.
0: Uh, mine goes in the same in the same game, uh, same vein, but for USC, uh, Zachariah branch, the freshman played really well, had a receiving touchdown as well as a 96 yard uh, return. return uh kick for a touchdown, just showed a lot of patience, uh, a lot of athleticism in that run. And it's just another guy that this USC offense is going to have at their disposal this year. Um, can do a number of things when you have Lincoln Riley as your coach. He's going to be used a whole lot. So mine goes off to him just because it's a freshman in his first game, um, and he played extremely well. Yeah.
1: Can we talk about the balls that it takes to slow walk a kickoff? Like, Did you see how slow he took that kickoff return? I said the hit the, the acceleration. The I've yeah, never seen a, that from a refreshing. different kind of
2: human being. Like, that's called athleticism, and yeah. neither one of us four have it. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> that's elite athleticism. No. So, Dude, bro <laughs> hit the RT button and took off, too. I mean, yeah, I've never seen somebody take off that slow. He is uh, quite the athlete, and he's going to have a ton of fun in Lincoln Rally's offense mm-hmm. in the next three years. Schaefer, who do you have?
3: Yeah, I, I probably should be rewarding the defense, but I want to give uh, some light to the quarterback position. I'm going to go Tyson Fumichan. I hope I said that right look his name. Oh, up yeah, you battled that name. Yeah. Look it up. UMass quarterback. <laughs> um, he played pretty well last week. I mean, he's a Georgia tech and Clemson transfer. Finally in his third stop, hoping he can strike lightning in a bottle with a team that desperately needs to just be competitive in FBS play. He, he was just needs to be competitive. <laughs> I mean, seriously, four wins, four wins in FBS play in the last three years. They didn't beat an FBS team last year so they get yeah. UMass's first FBS win against New Mexico State this weekend uh like I said thanks to the defense but he was 10 of 17 passing but he also rushed for over 90 yards they only scored more than 30 points once last year they scored 41 this weekend so they're already they're already off to a better start did, than they, did, they,
0: did they peak too early is the question did they peak too early
2: when they roll into
3: happy valley it
2: might be a different story it all up <laughs> Did anybody take New Mexico State just thinking this is UMass? Like, I, I was going to. Po- oh, I, I was
3: going to, but I didn't. Um, that line <laughs> kept coming I'm down, gonna... and I was like, man. I know still a lot of people in
2: New Mexico State.
3: I know like... a, lo- a lot of people had them in parlays, like legs in parlays. Uh, oh, my so God. That's, yeah. that's
2: a lot of confidence
1: in the Aggies. If, if I don't you know if took- I. Have it. If you took that game, you need to call one 800 bets off immediately. If you touch that line,
2: what's the matter with you? Desperate for some It wasn't like twelve. <laughs> it was ten or twelve. Like it wasn't that. Yeah, no, big it was it was
3: six and a half. It was six and a half. Oh, it Still done. not appealing. I could it have been open at two scores. <laughs> it might have.
2: It very Whoa. well might have. What are we doing? <laughs> Somebody got. Insider information on the minute, man, that those guys could play some football this year. <laughs> My helmet sticker is Smoke Harris to Louisiana Tech. Louisiana Tech and the dogs with a little bit of a comeback victory. Oh, in it, they uh, look bad. I don't know. That was a weird it game. Great. They look They, really, bad. Bad they look really so, bad. Smoke Harris with 11 receptions, 155 yards, receiving, and a touchdown. I mean, you get it targeted 11 times for 155. They're looking for you. A ton. So that is my helmet sticker. I think uh expected more out of the Bulldogs in week one. I thought they were gonna run train right through FIU, but they <laughs> did not. So is that the, is what? that is that a normal Bulldogs? thing to say? <laughs> Blow them up.
0: Yeah, blow him, blow him, blow him up, man. Wait, 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 wait,
3: wait, wait! No, 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 no!
1: Can't say that. Wait, wait. Did up, you man. mean to say that, or did they just divert Is to that? On
3: a train through through them. They were Run the kid's train
1: kind of train volume
3: down.
1: Kid show. It's a kid show. Turn that off.
3: That was that was great.
2: It's not a show. They did run. I'm train trying on my them. best to come up with cool analogies. All right. <laughs> I landed in the rush. His train
0: brain on. was going too fast for or his mouth was going too fast for his brain. It was was like, going-
2: uh it was accelerating when I was not prepared for the situation. <laughs> oh that was great. No, yeah, I, I, loved just- I loved it. Loved it's, it. it I, thought I thought it was, it was gonna be, go. be a blowout and it was not. There you go. That's <laughs> PG- The Train was not rolling. <laughs> just one. Just
1: one train, not multiple, because it wasn't a train. No train. <laughs> no trades on this one.
2: Recent news within college football: we have some quarterback battles to announce. Finally, we have some news out of some of these schools on who's going to play quarterback for them this weekend. Who's going to start? Maybe they play more than one quarterback. In a lot of situations, coaches have said that that's what's going to happen. We will see. But when you name a starter, I think it's a bigger, bigger news than just saying we're going to play more than one guy. trying to you know keep kids happy in that transfer portal era. Ohio State has announced Kyle McCord will start. This Saturday, UCLA, Ethan Garbers, but Schley and Moore are both going to play per Chip Kelly. What does that mean? I don't know. That one I that one. I have different feelings on. I don't know if Garbers is the one they really want playing. I think they want Dante Moore to grow a little more, but that one is, I don't think, finished. The McCord one, I do think he's going to end up being the guy there, um, and it felt like that for a long time. Alabama still unannounced. Uh, That's not great. Um, Schaefer?
3: Because I try to give you guys, our listeners, as best information as possible, I actually even resorted to listening to, uh, I think it's 95.3. It's like a Birmingham radio uh, last week. And they were kind of talking hey, about the, Hey, I do what I can. And they were talking about the race. <laughs> um, Milro was supposed, he had a bad pre- week of practice, but he's just kind of assumed to be the starter. The word is on, I mean, they're not really thinking very highly of Buckner. And the thing with Simpson right now is that he's just being too conservative and that He's just not really going to, I don't think, make what enough is,
2: plays. I mean, when I watched Jalen Milro last year, I wasn't thinking he was so aggressive, right? right. Like, and, and like I how don't many know quarterbacks if quarterbacks have one with a guy that's not overly aggressive. Think Co- Coker, yeah, and guys like that, right? I I don't like, know if
3: they think that he could make more plays because of his legs compared to Simpson. I'm not. I mean, obviously, we don't sit there and practice and, and analyze what what he can bring mm-hmm. higher than Simpson, but. I just thought that was kind of interesting. I I would be very shocked, and and they made it seem like they'd be very shocked if Milrow doesn't take the first snap on Saturday. I kind of Thought it
2: would be, um, Milrow from the get, just because he's been there longer. It felt like he was the guy to lose. It was his job to lose, and I get why they gave
3: that. But when they brought in, oh, it kind of like,
2: that's where it's I got confirmed. Kind of like I mean, the like, McCord really situation.
3: Concerned. Like we thought McCord yeah. was gonna would be the guy, and then there was were rumors about Devin Brown, and I I I think Day said he'll play. So yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I what. think
2: that one. I, I don't know. I though have to say one I really feel like McCord's going to end up being the guy at a US UCLA. I could see all three of them. Yeah. Like, maybe having a chance. Somebody else might I start wonder, week two for that USL team, UCLA team, but they play coastal this week. Like, yeah.
3: So you, I don't know if you, like can, you, you, you afford ahead, to but. rotate three, three quarterbacks. I think yeah, they would you're all gonna kill. Be in a
2: little bit of a battle.
3: I wonder if they would have killed for, for taking uh, McCall in the transfer portal. That would have been an option. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> 100%. And then Georgia Tech as well, Haynes King,
2: will play quarterback for the Yellow Jackets. A Yellow Jackets team, if you remember, that Park said would get to bowl eligibility. I, I, a, I stand it. by it. I stand I'm not going to forget that. I just it's want you to know. Because they, like, they're it's not big, big underdogs this weekend. They got a chance. They could yep. go out and win a football game this weekend. Will they? I don't think so. But they might. You never know. And then a couple on the injury fronts. I think what we've seen today is that Cam Rising is unexpected. I don't think he's going to play, from what I'm reading. Again, who knows? That's a Kyle Whittingham program that literally lets nothing out. He's a lot yeah. like Brian, Kirk, like Kirk Ferentz, um, who coincidentally we're also talking about. McNamara game time decision out of Ferentz is what I'm reading today. What I'm getting out of Iowa City in different media availabilities, he's he's very optimistic that he'll play, but it's a game time decision in which he's going to say that because I, <laughs> that guy. If you if he could hide what color socks his team was wearing before the game to get an advantage, he would. It's, it's like that's Whittingham and Affairn's program. They just want to mm-hmm. cover everything up. They don't want anybody inside. Um, and so rising unexpected, that's tonight, Thursday, as you're listening to this, that they bring Florida into uh, Rice-Eccles Stadium in Salt Lake City for a good game. And that line's been dropping, correct, Schaefer? I think you were the yeah. one looking at it.
3: At it I was should have taken it at 7 on Sunday. It is down to 4.5 now. It is. That's going to be, but it, but it hasn't moved since the rising news, which I thought was all interesting. Unless I think the sharps knew. already
2: had knew something yeah. or thought they did, right? Like I think that's usually when we see our line movements is early in the week, like on that Sunday when lines drop or Monday mm-hmm. lines drop, and then Wednesday before the casuals start betting at Thursday, Friday, um, and that like. We're not sharps, so like, don't like take it as like we're acting like sharps. We are part no. of that group that would take something Thursday after lines already moved. Like, we're not moving lines with what we're betting, guys. Like, oh, we're I, not I, trying to I, say I, that we are. Parks no. is. <laughs> hey, Schaefer said he's moving lines. Parks, I think that's bullshit. Um, Call him Schaefer, out on it. lines?
1: You might, You know the units you got to put up to put that. I mean, I'm uniting myself in this. Yeah. I, I get I'm, him. I'm get him.
2: Get him.
0: Yeah, Jave. Yeah. <laughs> The guy came
2: with no ammo in the chamber. That's all kind of the headlines out of everything uh, quarterback-wise. Arizona State, though, Parks, I will let you talk about this as you added this in late. Arizona State self-imposed bull ban for this season. I mean, do you see that as like, oh, we were already going to be trash, so let's just try to make it a little bit softer landing spot when the NCAA punishes us? Or do you kind of get pissed about it? Because maybe these kids – These are the kids that didn't do anything wrong. This is the head coach that didn't do anything wrong. Like, where are you at on that? Yeah, no, it
1: makes you initially think that there's some deeper, deeper ghosts in the grave, right? Like to self-impose something while an ongoing investigation hasn't been settled yet, just to maybe get some sweat off your back is wild um and also what do you what do you think is the players is they're going to be the same team that's there now maybe at the start of the season in week six when they realize they don't get a chance to get more film if they're trying to make a move uh yeah. or are you going to see some movement from this in the, in the portal mid-season so uh it's, it's interesting you have to throw that's throwing all your chips out the window i don't know if they expected to be bull eligible if they just ban
2: themselves from it but weird move really weird yeah, and Schaefer, you made up a good point too. This is a lot like the Oklahoma State basketball situation of a couple of years ago on a self-imposed postseason ban. No SLA tournament, no NIT, CBI, whatever.
3: I mean, it's it's a good opportunity. I mean, I know Dillingham kind of made some comments about he's pissed off and he thinks it's you know mm-hmm. the NCAA being the NCAA double A, but I mean, he's got a freshman quarterback taken under center this year. He, I know he wants to go to fight for his guys, and that's why he's going to say yep. those things, but. You know, take the year as it is, groom groom a shot at, like do what you gotta do and and move on. It's not gonna harm Arizona State football for the next ten years, I don't think. We hope not. We certainly <laughs> hope not. Last
2: bit of news before we go into week one previews. I'm so pumped for the previews. We're gonna have a ton of fun doing this. Sharon Moore, Michigan's offensive coordinator, has taken a one game suspension from the University of Michigan, not from the NCAA, on things regarding the Harbaugh situation. If you recall the NCAA was officially or originally going to suspend Harbaugh for four. That came back. They basically said, well, will we not spend you this year. We're going to continue to dive into this. Then Michigan says, oh, we'll suspend you for three. Somehow thinking they're middling the situation, I guess. And along with that, Sharon Moore won't be the offensive coordinator this Saturday for the Wolverines. Again, just a one game suspension. It'll be against East, <laughs> East yeah, Carolina. Excuse I didn't me. want to
3: break the news here, but I, you know, guys, I will be calling plays for Michigan this weekend. Um, yeah. I yeah. on Harvick. the inter- on the interim. Perfect. Uh, they're still you we're think, still uh, going to win by 50 by-
2: where you get your, <laughs> your plays off. Madden on the Xbox <laughs> we're still going to win by 60 points. <laughs> I think that's one of those situations where they're kind of like, oh, if we suspend maybe one more guy, that might be A joke involved. They're just like, oh, well, they already <laughs> did that, like slap on the wrist, because the NCAA would be the one to just kind of sally around on that. They're either over penalizing somebody or not doing anything at all so maybe that's what michigan's hope is um but that's the last kind of headline i had before we're gonna jump into week one previews do we want to start i think we're gonna go in chronological order that's okay with you guys that's how i wrote these down so we'll go thursday to saturday i didn't write any friday games down for the main sunday thursday to sunday
3: thursday to saturday actually monday thursday Thursday to Monday. monday Because we have a Monday
0: Thursday game. to Monday, we yeah, have Thursday Sunday Monday. Monday games in there. So yep. Thursday yep. to Monday yep. games. Yep, yeah,
2: correct. I was saying I was going Thursday to Saturday to Sunday to Monday, but yeah. Thanks for picking. That's how you got it yeah. down over there. <laughs> Completely understood. Thursday, I the JP. I under Thursday <laughs> night in Salt Lake City, the Florida Gators <laughs> will go into Rice Eccles Stadium as five and a half point dogs. I think that's down to four and a half now, if I'm yep. not mistaken. As the Utes, with the over-under of 46, play at 7 p.m. Central Time Thursday night. What do we think about this game? Reese and Schaefer, you guys had this one. Let's break this down kind of team by team, and then we'll all kind of give a small opinion on it and who we actually think will win the football game. Again, this is different now knowing that, not necessarily knowing, but there's a very strong indication that Rising will not play. Reese, let's start off with the home team. The Utes, the back-to-back Pac-12 champions. How do they win this game? What are you thinking on this team in this specific spot?
0: Well, obviously the huge thing is no Cam uh, no Rising, so it's going to go to Bryson Barnes, who has some experience. He took over uh, in the Rose Bowl, played a couple games last year as well. Um, they also have to figure out the running back situation. They got it. They got a guy, um, it was Quinton Jackson or Micah Bernard as their guy. They're trying to figure out who it's going to be. Um, but then again, they're going up against the SEC D-line, which is pretty talented, so they've got to figure that out as well. Um, they do bring back um a tight end who was injured last year. Uh, I believe it's Keithy, however the hell you say it, Keithy, Keithy, how yep. do you say it? Keithy, I'm Keithy. Not, yep. I'm not sure exactly. But he's back. He was one of Rising's top targets. Um, so having that guy back is gonna be comfortable hey. and help. <laughs> what? I don't want to. Do. He's not playing. What? <laughs> he's not. No. He's no, a, you
2: said
3: no. He originally said Rising's not playing, and then he said Rising. No, no Keithy's not playing. I'm saying Keithy's not oh. playing. He was like, Keithy's not playing. How's he not? He's hurt. How's he not? <laughs> 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 All right, whatever. Why well, always end up with Reese? I don't mean. It <laughs> like, word, I, I actually I feel through, bad
0: for this one. I didn't look up injury. I just looked up death <laughs> chart this time. Jesus Christ, dude. <laughs> whatever. I'm um, sorry, Reese. I actually either way, feel bad. either, way. Just, either oh. way, either way. the big thing the that I have for this team, just for them to win, is their defense. You're playing in Salt Lake City. It's one like I mentioned before, and one of the early episodes that we've done this year. It's one of the toughest places to play in college football, and it's one of the. They're talking it's one of Winningham's best defense he's he's ever had as well too. You're getting that team at home against an unproven quarterback who's coming to a new system. Who they're going to try to figure out what they can do with him. I think this defense is going to show up, whoever they have, at, whoever they have um, at quarterback for this game. As long as the guy doesn't make too many mistakes and turn the ball over too much, this defense will be able to handle um, Graham Mertz, and I think they'll be just fine at home. All right, don't go spurred
2: are your prediction yet, Reese.
0: Don't hand at it too hard. We're going to do it I, all together. It well.
2: Schaefer, tell me why Florida might win this game, or what maybe you see that on the Utah side that is a weakness that maybe Florida can attack.
3: Yeah, I think Florida is definitely up for the challenge for even a couple of reasons. Even with their star offensive players out, um, number one, like reset. I think it's worth noting this team hasn't lost a home game uh, since 2018. They lost one during COVID where there was no fans, so that's something to keep note of. And and I really that do the BYU think, game. No USC. They lost to the USC, USC in 2020. Um, and I do think that this is one of the best defenses that they've had in a long time. So I think they are up for a challenge. Uh, everybody wants to point out, you know, is Mertz a downgrade from Anthony Richardson? I think Anthony Richardson mm-hmm. is my guy. I, as everybody knows, I'm a giant Colts fan, but I think that Mertz might be the guy. I think he might be a better system quarterback for Billy Napier, and he might be a better fit. Um, I don't like to steal like information and act like I, I know much. So I'm going to steal this from Josh Pate when he, he talked to Billy Napier about the reason they were so high on Mertz was because – they thought they underused him at, at Wisconsin. They heard the, from the Wisconsin staff that they underused him, and i he repeats it. He repeats it a lot. He's a very credible source. He's very good at what he does, so I don't take that lightly. Um, I really think they can get Mertz going, and it starts with the run game. I think they have to get ETN going, get Montrell Johnson going. They yeah, overloaded I think the offensive line. I think the stable running backs
2: helps a ton.
3: I think it's a great running back room in the uh, SEC East. They got a guy from Kentucky, a guy from Baylor, and a guy from Alabama to replenish that offensive line. So they are up for the task. I think that they can travel on the road, get Mertz going this as much as we want to dog on Mertz. This, this is like what game 50 for the guy. This is nothing. This is nothing new to him. You know, I think he's going to be ready for it. Um, and I think defensively, this is one of the biggest defensive lines in the country, uh, whether it be good or for bad, they're massive, like three twenty five plus across the board. Um, they have one of the better D tackles. I think in the country and Desmond Watson, um, they call him like the big tank or something. I don't, I don't know. Uh, but their defensive line is absolutely loaded. I think those are the two reasons that they're, they're going to have a great chance to win this game on the road. And obviously Cam Rising being out, that can't mm-hmm. go unignored. That, that is a huge, huge impact.
2: I think what you're going to see out of this game is two teams who may rely on the run more than they're used to. Um, now, Mertz, if he can't get the protection he's getting or needs, the run game is going to be everything. Mm-hmm. But on the flip side, when Rising's not playing, Utah is going to run the football because they had that good of an offensive line and they are missing a stud at tight end and they don't have the crazy pieces on the outside that it's going to be more of a ground and pound. That's why you see that number at forty six. Mm-hmm. It's a very um, it's not a super low number, but it's kind of one of those spots where you have a team that's going to play ball control football and the other one who is breaking in a new quarterback and has to find their Way around um, the struggles he's had in the past, whether it was a different school or not. Let's go to picks. Who do we think is going to win this football game? Let's start with Parks. Who wins this football game?
1: Utah by three, just because of the home okay. field advantage effect, and I don't believe in this Florida team whatsoever.
2: Reese, how about you? I think I know where you're going, but Utah, Utah.
3: Schaefer, I know. I think I know where you're going. Do like, do I know where you're yeah, going? I, I. If you had asked me a day ago, I don't really know where I'm going with this. Uh, I. I don't know if we're gonna get into like gambling plays and stuff, so I don't really know when to when to say it. Just say who wins the game. Who do you think is gonna win the
2: game? You don't have to give me
3: Gives point spread or anything. I have Florida listen I have Florida winning the football game twenty four to twenty. Twenty four to twenty. I, mm. I'll take the home team as well.
2: Um, I, mm. this is a tough one to go get week one on a Thursday, no less, all the way out into Salt Lake City, uh, for a Florida team who. I mean, maybe they have high expectations, but I don't think they have crazy ones. And Utah still does, and I think they know that. And they (laughs) lost this game last year in a game they probably should have won, it felt like, coming down to the wire. So I think they're going to be amped up, and Woody and Hamill have those boys ready to go in Salt Lake City. So that's what we're going to go with. Three on Utah, one on Florida, and I'm sure Schaefer will touch on – I think you're actually betting Florida, correct, on the spread? Uh, Spread the money line a little bit. Money line. You bet. Jumping down to 7 11 or a.m. on Saturday morning.
3: <laughs> what? I just said, go in there and win the damn game.
2: <laughs> I, if you have four and a half, you got the field goal. So, Parks' prediction would actually help you out here. Yeah. 11 a.m. Saturday morning. We are going to find out uh, if primetime and the Colorado Buffaloes are good, if they're bad, who knows. And we're going to learn a lot about TCU as well. TCU and Colorado. Colorado plus 20 and a half. And over under a fifty nine and a half. Jump into this one. Reese, I'll start with you again. What do you think about this game? Who are you
0: leaning? What are you seeing? I mean, this game only gets the hype because the game only gets the hype because of Dion, right? Like if Dion wasn't this coach, nobody would give a shit about this game. Like it's well, if Dion wasn't the coach, they'd be thirty four point underdogs. Well, whatever. Either way, like nobody would give a shit about this game. Like it's it's a new TCU offense. They still have their same head coach, but new quarterback. A whole lot of new guys. I just think it's a chance for Colorado to show up. They're going to introduce their new guys, but for them to be able to be ready week one right away. I th- I mean, the spread is pretty big. I think that's a lot for a, a team with a new quarterback. And like this Colorado team was completely different from last year. I think that's a big, big number because you really don't know the product that Colorado is going to put out there yet. So I think the spread is spread safety but I mean, TCU wins this ball game. I don't think there's any doubt about it. I just think that's a lot of points for a team that you have no clue what they're going to be like yet. And I have a hard time believing they got so much better in the trenches on either side. Like, yeah. did they
5: really
2: get better linebacker? Did they really get better defensive line? Did they really get better at the offensive line? Not that I know of. Maybe they brought in guys and maybe it's a upgrade technically, but not one that I'm ready to really look at and be impressed by. Park's. What are you seeing on this one? Are you are you like really wanting to see what Colorado's like? Nebraska goes there week two? Or are you just kind of like, I'll find something else to watch 11 a.m.?
1: Uh, no, I'll be watching. I, I think it's very important how this game goes. I think the line's perfect. I think they couldn't have put a better one. Because like you said, you have question marks. But we're talking about a team where any person that returned has the utmost experience against the top, top talent in college football. Doesn't mm-hmm. matter how many there are. But I mean, that alone is going to offer you much, much better than what you're going to get with Colorado, a team who lost to North Carolina Central, because it's the same goddamn team. They brought in 52 transfers from a team that lost to North Carolina Central, and they're playing a team that played Georgia. I think the offensive I, line's I, a little better than than Jackson State was. Uh, <laughs> the wet fart. A wet <laughs> fart's better than a dry fart, huh? <laughs> God damn. This, this is perfect i i I watched this video yesterday did you guys see the cleats this is a little a little bit different but did you see the cleats they have Prime's name and number on the cleats that they're gonna wear for fuck's sake are we watching colorado or are we watching the prime buffaloes
3: i I
2: mean you
3: can can argue it's both i was gonna say (laughs) this guy this guy this guy guy, man have you guys seen the fox ad for it they had it all playing all last weekend where he's riding on the the animated buffalo into the game and what it made me like thought the weird animation i forgot this week that it it's they're going to fort worth the the, whole, the commercial made me feel like they were playing in boulder because he's riding the no, buffalo they're going to fort worth yeah i know the the commercial just threw me off and yeah i, I don't they know. have like the animations like cartoons like cartoon he's, stuff he's they riding have him riding a buffalo no they like cgi'd him riding the buffalo yeah. i just oh, I'm, I'm excited, excited.
1: I'm excited (laughs) to see how this Colorado team reacts when they get punched in the mouth by a power five playoff winning linebacker within the first quarter to see how they react. Because, I mean, it's a different game, man, and a different speed,
2: and I do not think they'll be ready for it. So, TCU, that's the play. Yeah, they didn't really get eased into this season with their first two weeks of playing football. They really could have used, like, beaten up on – They didn't get really any easy I don't know. Like, Eastern – washington or something like give him somebody beat up on northern arizona somebody but when i look at this game it's like to me i think Taylor morris is going to have a field day in some spots i think he's going to be able to pick apart uh certain parts of that defense and i think he's going to have plenty of time to throw the football too whether he has you know uh johnson to throw to a uh, bailout option i don't know if he needs it Truly, I think he's going to have a good running back. I think he's going to have a solid offensive line, and I think he's just going to be able to feel safe in the pocket and make the plays that need to be made. Um, TCU's defense will be—they'll be solid. Now, Colorado is going to get theirs in some spot. Like, there's going to be a big player too that you're going to see happen because that's how they built themselves, right? Like they built from the ability to a deep play here to Travis Hunter, or you go. Uh, a big run by Sanders or something like that's kind of how they built themselves was skill first. And they Mm -hmm. have skill position guys. Do they have anything else? I'm not too sure. Uh, Let's go predictions on this one. Who do we think wins Reese? I'm going to start with you down in the corner. Who wins this football game? TCU. Can I, can I dare ask? Let's say. say Do you want to score? Do they cover? Do they cover? No, they don't cover. (laughs)
0: twenty nine half they don't cover
3: i'm with i'm with reese i think it's just crazy it's just a lot of points um it is it, a lot of points but it's a it, i mean you're uh, on the road week one yeah no i think tcu by 14 parks how TCU, many tcu tcu yeah.
2: 37 to 7. <laughs> travis <laughs> hunter's fourth that. collegiate football game <laughs> welcome i have i have TCU in as well and i have them covering i think this is a 24 point win um Mostly, I just think they wear them down, man. They're going to maybe give up a shot here or there, but I think the um, just the change in playing FBS football and the change in all the heights that's around Colorado, man, you're telling me they're going to live up to it week one on the road? I mean, not that they're going into a daunting place in the Big 12. Like, that place doesn't blow up an atmosphere. But nonetheless, man, that's a team ready to go with a quarterback back maybe – that was hurt against Colorado last year. That's ready to go. And he won that job last year. People forget. Um, so a lot, all four of us here have TCU A couple think it's going to be a little bit closer than others. Now let's go to the primetime game on Saturday night, North Carolina, South Carolina in a neutral site in Charlotte, because why would we want to play this in Bryce Williams or in Chapel Hill at some really cool venues? Like, let's just play it in Charlotte because that's a ton more fun. Right. But can
3: I, can I say like, I kind of like. I don't mind the neutral site games, like Week One, especially. I, kinda, I, don't, I don't like I don't why like. though,
0: but I like seeing the your your stadium filled up with like with the baby blue of North Carolina, man. Like seeing the stadium filled up with that, like An that's. Inter-
2: yeah, and like sandstorm for South Carolina, like they can't do either one of those things. And I'm sure like the pregame music sucks, and they don't do anything on like third down. It's just kind of like we're at a football game kind of thing. Like the the only the fans are the ones going, you know, because like, if you play loud music on third down for North Carolina when they're on offense. You have to do it the other way too. So, I mean, maybe it evens out to nothingness or maybe it's just as fun. I'm not sure. I'm sure the fans like the idea of going on a little bit of a road trip if they're not from the Charlotte area um, for the opening weekend, especially on Labor Day. I'll give you that, Schaefer. I'll give you the aspect of a little tiny vacation. Because if the Hawks were – I mean, the Hawks are playing in Chicago and I know a ton of people that are going to Chicago when they play Carolina. The only
3: people who hate the neutral side games are the people that aren't going to the games, that are just watching it on TV. Like, it's for, like, I, I personally. Wait, wait, wait. Like, I've been to, I've been to, like, Kansas City for a couple of Iowa State and Dame games. I, I think it's a good time. I just, I enjoy it. I think. You would, would you rather be in Kansas City than going to, in Manhattan and watching a road game
2: or having that in Ames?
3: Um, I don't think they should do it every year. I don't think the rivalry is like, it ain't like the Red River rivalry where they play at the Cotton Bowl every year. Wait, why rivalry. we. I was going to say we didn't fuck it up nice. Um, oh, good. I think. You know they played K State like back to back in Arrowhead a couple of years and it was fun, but I wouldn't do it every hey, year. But but
2: going to Vegas is cool, right? That's, that's clean living. Going to
3: Vegas for a football game, play UNLV, that's oh, clean living. I mean that's that wasn't my cup <laughs> of tea, on. but okay. I tried, to, I tried I, to give you a little was, bit of a. I mean everybody you yeah. did. Well, on all they're these going. People. They're doing the same Come thing on. in New Orleans in a couple of years, so. I don't know. What, I, I Don't
2: going to that. take that opportunity to snap. <laughs> <I> don't <laughs> go to. That.
3: <laughs> I'm a changed man. I don't. I don't blow up on the the casual fan anymore. I I've changed. Yeah, I'm give trying... it a fucking loss. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you're a loss away from it. I sure. Try... Okay, let's
2: let's jump into this game. Let's jump into this game. <laughs> I when I look at this football game, there's two things I think of. Right, what Spencer Rattler? Am I getting? Am I getting Spencer Rattler from games? one through 10 or am I getting 11 and 12 Spencer Rattler? Mm-hmm. The one who's touched touchdown interception ratio was basically even at like 10 and 10 and then blew up the last two games in the bowl game. Or, you know, what side am I getting? And it ain't like, he's going to have to work real hard to do it because North Carolina, I don't like when you are not a good defense and then you lose two of your top three DBs and you lose other pieces on the defense. Mm-hmm. It's hard to convince me you're going to be better, man. And so can Spencer Rattler be better yes will he I'm not sure I'm really excited to see that though um Drake May is the best player of the field he will be the best player in this game he'll be the best player of the field can he cover enough like is he Mm -hmm. going to be able to cover his defense on a lot of things because South Carolina is not a bad defense I think they're going to be better on the defensive side of the ball than what they were a year ago but when you look at North Carolina's offense. They also like. I mean, he doesn't have Walker. He can't play. He's still dealing with the NCAA waiver on his eligibility after his second transfer. And then you no longer have bailout options on the outside. And your running backs are solid. You lose your offense. I don't know. There's a lot going on for this North Carolina team. Is it enough? Um, and the spread's only two and to North Carolina over under sixty three and a half. Maybe we just sit back and watch fireworks, fellas. What do you think? I
3: think that's, that's what a, I think is a good move. Idea. Yeah. Uh, two, two and a half is a sketchy number. I think it could go a field goal either way. Um, I agree with you, JP. Drake May will be the best player on the field. Um, can South Carolina just slow him down a little bit? I, I trust South Carolina slowing Drake May down more than I trust North Carolina getting anything together on the defensive side of the ball. Um, Agreed. That, it's it's going to start with the run game, though. I mean, South Carolina gave up 190 yards a, a game on the ground last year uh in Drake making balls. That's a Phil Longo thing too when you look at
2: North Carolina, like people say air raid. No, he's air raid tendencies. He has mm-hmm. like the ability to, but he runs the football very effectively. Like North Carolina's done that for it. multiple years now. Yeah. And so
3: like that's a problem for South Carolina. We'll see we'll see if they uh I think they've if they got it they force him to throw the ball. Um just don't let him be with your legs. I think if he gets too complacent, I think he throws a, a pick or two and South Carolina mm. comes He's a confidence guy. Do yeah. you guys like know those kind of people? Like, once they get a little confidence,
2: like they are a different player. Get but after they him can't early. Like, find find him it, in the yeah, mouth. They, they have early. problems.
1: Course, I think Rattler is kind of the same way. Yeah, I think Rattler kind of the same way. I think same... Spencer Rattler's the pickle. That's what I always call him because you either loving him or hate him. That's just like a pickle. Either people you love him and they eat him every day or people can't stand him and they don't want everything. I haven't heard that one, but I could definitely see that. Yeah, he's a pickle. pickle, and and I I think he has talent. And he's kind of the opposite in the way that he starts with confidence. It doesn't build, and then when things go south, that's when you kind of see a different brand of football mm-hmm. from Spencer Rattler. So I think it's important for him to get off to a good start. I think it's going to come down to if South Carolina can tr- uh, create turnovers. Really, uh, if they can create Drake May to throw in some picks, uh, this this North Carolina yeah. team's in big time trouble. So yeah, I man, actually just think, steal a couple possessions, right? Exactly, <laughs> exactly. So I. I, I not going to give anything away because I'll, I'll talk about this game a little bit later, yeah. but uh I think it's going to be an even matchup that will go a certain way.
3: Yeah. And
2: it's definitely like going with that even matchup thing. I think it could go either way. Like mm-hmm. I could, I've played this out in my head a couple of times. Like maybe South Carolina's defense is v- improved and they're just a better, well rounded team and they win. Well, maybe the offense of South Carolina is going to be brutal and you'll get a bad Spencer Rattler that you saw a majority last year and North Carolina just lights them up. I've th- thought both ways. Reese, when you look at this game, Total spread, anything that really jumps off the page to you that needs to be talked about or that you're seeing.
0: I just love how you mentioned the word fireworks because I got a pick for this uh, game later that involves just sitting back Perfect. and having All a lot right, of fun I'm watching,
2: watching it. it. All right, well let's let's pick winners then. If we're if you have a total on this one that you're going to bet later, let's take who wins this full game. We might get a two-two
3: split right here. I'm interested to see Schaefer kick it off for us. Who wins this game and is it close? No spoilers to any other picks, but man, the SEC better not left me let me down this weekend. I have South Carolina winning. Um and I'm gonna say they're gonna win by seven points. Seven to Parks we go. South Carolina
2: Reese, do you have North Carolina?
0: I'll take the tar heels. Yeah, I was gonna say I'll go, I'll take I'll go better with better quarterback. Reese. I'll go with Reese. I'll take the better yeah, quarterback that, 10% that a
2: better quarterback. Um and am I like on a scale of one to five confidence level on picking North Carolina? A uh, two, two and a half, but I get the bet. I get the better quarterback, who I'm really not yeah. as worried about him turning the football over. I know their defense is going to be bad, and I think he knows that. He uh, was used to it last year. You know, can the running game supplement him in the passing game? Maybe. I just it's hard for me to put take Spencer Rattler when I don't know which one I'm going to get. Like, that's a lot of momentum. That was a long time ago, man. Like those games were in January and December. He's not going to just show up and light the world on fire, in my opinion. Maybe he does. Maybe he doesn't. But I'll take North Carolina. So that's a 2-2 split on that game. I think that's where college game day is, no? Yes. Yep. Yes. So get up early, 8 a.m., get your little peek of uh, neutral site, Charlotte, and that will be your primetime game for Saturday night between the Tar Heels and Gamecocks. Now we are going to the biggest game of the weekend. This is Sunday. Same as it was last year, a standalone game on Sunday night, Florida State and LSU, who is a two and a half point favorite over under a 57, 630 or Sunday night. What are we looking at with this one? Parks, you start it. We're going to take uh, your side first with Florida State and, you know, a team that a lot of people have as a dark horse national title contender, a dark horse playoff contender and an ACC champion in a lot of spots.
1: Yeah, I'll say that Florida State wins this game if Jordan Travis is near perfect because LSU brought in a few pieces on defense this year that are going to be swarming. Um, They brought in a few pieces themselves, though. They brought in a tight end transfer that's going to play a big role in this offense. But like I said in our previews, I don't know if this is going to happen, man. LSU is a serious, serious title contender, and people need to get that through their heads. I think people are kind of brushing them under the rug because it's a Georgia-Alabama show. But, I mean, mm-hmm. they're in the SEC title last year, and Brian Kelly's first. When you get these guys that you can now transfer in with experience and Brian Kelly's just general recruits, and he starts to build that culture, he did that at Notre Dame where it was a way tougher place to recruit, it's going to be a swarming team. But Florida State wins if Jordan Travis is, is damn near perfect. I will put that out there. Jared Verse on the other side yep. of the ball needs to have a huge game. Big-time edge rusher for them that's back. He needs to read the read option well because Jane Daniels can run the shit out of the football. So it's going to be a great game. Might be game of the – I'm going to say it. It's game of the week, right? Five-eight matchups. Yep, so I think so, too. Uh, a lot of implications coming from this game, but uh, I won't give any of my picks away till the end. But Florida State needs to be damn near perfect yeah. to beat this team.
2: And it is a lot of implications for a week one neutral site game between the SEC and the ACC. Like you don't see this a quite like a ton. No, like this game means a ton. And in a world where two lost teams don't get into the playoff, so what you're really telling one of these teams is if they lose and they start off zero and one, undefeated, right? Like you have to go eleven and eleven and zero through the last of them, and that's not going to be easy for either one of these teams as they have tougher games on the schedule. I think. When you look at LSU, I think they win if they can slow down the Florida State Russian attack. They have the offense. LSU has the offensive line to protect Jane Daniels. That, like That's a strong, star-studded group that's going to have a lot of picks on it. They're going to be all right in the running back room, but they have elite playmakers on the outside. And it's Jane mm-hmm. Daniels who can get them the football. That's a big part of that for me. And I think, are they going up against a good defense? Of course. They're going against a really good Florida State team who a lot of people are high on. But I think there's a lot on the mind of Brian Kelly right now on how that game ended last year, and and honestly, neither team played great last year. But LSU was a better team last year, I think you could say that, and it felt like that in the entire game, but it didn't work out that way. Can you get uh, to Jordan Travis? Like you have a really good uh, defensive front seven for LSU, and a, just an experienced uh, Florida State offensive line. You're going to have to make those guys work. Like they know what they're doing, they understand their assignments, they've been there a long time. Can you? get him out of the pocket, make him uncomfortable because the kid can move. He's elusive. You're going to have to make him uncomfortable and make the run game. Uh, Basically, you're going to have to make him beat you just uncomfortable. You're going to have to keep him on his heels the whole entire game. And I think that's going to be a much tougher job than what people are saying um, or even predicting. When you look at this game as a whole, us four here, do you see it as if you lose this game, Like, can it really hurt you that much outside of just your win-loss record? should it hurt you as much as some people might say it is on Monday morning after this happens when your pundits and talking heads at ESPN or whatever channel are like freaking out about it, overreacting to a game, I should say.
0: That's like that argument we had at a couple episodes ago where it's like your early season losses, do they really mean as much as like end of season ones or you're like, well, we didn't know who we were then or do we know who our identity was? But I think when it's this serious of an implication of a game, when it's five versus eight, yeah, it's going to it's gonna carry some weight versus if you're playing an in, in-conference in, uh, in rival or something like that early in the season. I think this one should have a little bit more weight because it is very serious implications for a potential playoff team later in the year.
2: 100%.
0: Like, Schaefer, if you
2: look at, maybe let's say Florida State loses. Let's just say that. And then they go, so. lose, they lose one more after that. So they're 10-2, and two, but they win the ACC like is it completely dependent on the rest of the country or are they really going to look at this first week and be like well they lost to LSU that's i yeah
3: i think so i i i don't see a scenario where they win the ACC uh with two losses especially um and, and getting into the playoff i i just don't see, especially in the ACC now LSU on the other hand if you switch to, if it is what it is like we know that there's SEC bias out there now if LSU loses this game by 3 uh, and then they lose to, I don't know. Say, I'm trying to remember who Bama. they have on their schedule. Yeah, they have Bama. Maybe they lose to Alabama. Um, Bama falls to somebody else, and they still get in as the East champion. Or they beat Bama and they fall to somebody else. Maybe they get in the East champion as as a two, and then they beat Georgia. I I think that team could get in because they would be playing. <sighs> I I think an undefeated so many Georgia have team to your way. A lot, it, and that's what would have to happen for a two-loss team to get in the playoff, wouldn't you agree? But yeah, a two-loss no, LSU could get in, a two-loss Florida State would not get in, and I just, it is what it is. Which but. that's
2: the benefit, and you know the curse of betting on a schedule like this. Like yeah. you know, you need the wins in some spots but it really hurts if it doesn't work out the way you want it to. I, I guess if you lose the game and the rest of the season plays out the way you need it to, you're fine. Yep. If not, man, like they could they could literally go 10 and 2. Lose this game, we'll lose one more and hit their season win total over and it not really feel like it was the Florida State year they should have had, which is really nice to say because that's a program we really wanted to be back in college yeah. football at the top of everything. But I think D. that's D. Just down kind of they where would, we sit with they the 14 playoff. It's the last year of the fourteen playoff. They don't have to complain about it anymore after this one, Um, which is ironic that this game of this magnitude is in the last year of it. Parks? Do we agree that? I think time
1: will tell. And I kind of think that's what Schaefer said. But if we look at the schedule, let's say LSU beats Florida State and LSU ends up losing three other games. That's going to hurt Florida State more than if they lose this game and then LSU runs the table too. So it, it, it's it time will tell. If they slip up after their loss, it's going to end up hurting you more in the long run because now it's not, oh, they lost LSU week one. It's they lost to eight and four LSU week one. So I think time oh, yeah. is going to play a huge part in this because
2: it's so early in the year. 100%. Now let's go to predictions for this one. Parks, we broke it down a little bit. Who do you have winning? I got LSU winning by seven. Reese? I got the Tigers as well. I know who Schaefer has, though. So, like, am I going to let this be a clean sweep? And then we could ride in the Seminoles, right? It can be a clean sweep, and then we, we can do. clip ourselves when if Florida State wins.
1: Because I can clip myself about 100 times. I, I believe in LSU, so.
2: Because, <laughs> <laughs> Schaefer, you have LSU, no? Like, that's yeah. You, I got LSU. On. Yeah. Yep.
3: Uh, took, him as a, okay. took him as a play. Okay. I think you LSU know.
2: wins this one, too. Uh, not till like... Blow the rest of my predictions for the rest of the year, but I'm going to need this one. <laughs> I'm yeah, me. This one. Yeah. I'm going to need this one. Then we're going to go to a Monday, a standalone Monday night game. Let's break this one down, man. Uh, Clemson at Duke. We're going to get a new look, our new offense coordinator, a new quarterback at Clemson, and a new Dabo. Is Dabo changing a little bit with what his plan is? Is he letting Garrett Riley have a little more? leeway or are we going to deal with the same weird old dab the whole time parks break down this game what are you seeing from that side
1: yeah i think to for clemson to win they need to be clemson and i don't want them to lose their identity and kind of how they've built what they've built because even though they're not a team that everybody wants in the playoffs they're still a very dominant team that's always in the top of college football and a team that i know one other person believes in for throughout the year um Garrett Riley, I don't. I, I think his schemes are good. I don't want him to focus on the quarterback too much because he does not need to forget about Will Shipley. They could be successful within this game just handing the ball to Will Shipley 30 times. So I, I don't think Duke has enough. I just think Clemson needs to be Clemson. They're always good on the defensive side of the ball. Yes, they lost a few things, but they just need to have that offensive progression and kind of work into their scheme. And it's a tough game to do it, honestly. Opening up with Duke is not... Uh, A Mm -hmm. handheld win like some of these other teams are getting. But uh, I just don't think Clemson needs to overthink this, be themselves, hand the ball off to Will Shipley. For God's sake, just do that and do that again because you're going to be able to run the ball effectively against this team.
2: 100%. Now, looking at Duke, if Duke wins this game, Riley Leonard goes ballistic. Mm -hmm. That's what I think. He's going to keep that defense off balance for Clemson. They're not going to be the elite. Um, in the back end that Clemson's been in before, like they're usually really good up front and then they have solid DBs and linebackers. Maybe that's the difference is that Clemson comes out really slow, just not quite prepared. On the offensive side of the ball too, maybe they're sputtery. Like maybe they haven't adjusted to the new scheme that they're running. Maybe club not, you know, completely ready to go. And there's a lot of the gates and uh, Riley Leonard takes advantage of that with a year under his belt on his home field. And uh, a scheme with a team that really believes in their coaching staff. Um, I think that's what's gonna happen. Have to happen, and the defense of Duke's no joke. Like this, they're not getting a slouch on the defensive side of the ball. And if they take the next step, they could be a top twenty defense in the country. Will that happen? I'm not sure. The line doesn't suggest so. Duke is a twelve and a half point um mm-hmm. underdog with an over under at fifty six. I mean, not to like say what I think is gonna happen, but I, I'm really excited to watch Riley Leonard right now. Like the world's gonna get exposed to what this guy can do. Right. He's a super talented quarterback that not a ton of people know about. And you're going to see Clemson, obviously, that some people here in this podcast room really believe in. And so I'm really excited for that game to be on Monday to stand alone. Schaefer, when you look at this game, like what are your thoughts on it? Like, What do you see? What do you kind of think is going to happen?
3: I want to see what uh, the veteran group on both the offensive and defensive line for Duke can bring. Um, I think it's a group that is aged but not really as talented as the as, as they've shown uh, i think that hopefully their experience can kind of lead to their success this year uh they didn't see a ton of teams last year uh that really will test them like they will be tested on monday uh i mm-hmm. think i said in the preview they had a, it was a very poor record against teams above 500 last year so we know and we love to talk about the production that they bring back on both sides of the ball. Um, but was it, was it hype or is, was it real? Um, I want to see what this defense can do against uh, Cade Klubnick, who to be honest, kind of struggled in that bowl game and showed some weaknesses of where I think you can expose him um, on that side of the ball. I think this, this senior defensive line needs to get after him on offense. They gave up 22 points a game last year. If uh, if you can, keep that offense under control like Clemson could has shown in previous years, like last year and the year prior, uh, I think Riley Leonard will give him a chance. I, I think if they can keep them to 21 points going into the fourth, I think that's a good enough opportunity at home for Riley Leonard, the best quarterback on the field that day, to go out and win the football game. So we'll see what happens. Reese, give me your prediction on this
0: one. What happens? Who wins this game? I'm gonna go against everybody. I'm saying Duke's gonna win this one. Okay, call <laughs> call the upset, Reese. Come on, Blue <laughs> Devils at home, brother. Wait, 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 wait. I can't work. <laughs> that can't work, oh Reese. Yeah, please.
1: Yeah. You have Clemson in the College Football Playoff.
0: Yes, I know. I do.
1: You're losing to Duke <laughs> so we
0: one. loss. Stay with my four seed. No, I can't. And my
4: yeah. No way. <laughs> yes, you <it> can. <laughs> That's
2: wild.
0: It's <laughs> you're gonna run the table. They're eleven one ACC champs. I don't even Cause know. Big because you're big because you're, you're Big Twelve and your Pac twelve champions are gonna have two losses. Holy shit,
1: dude! I still don't know if a loss to Duke Week One will like even if those two things happen. I don't know if that will be enough if they lose to Duke because Duke's not gonna win. Duke will have to win eight nine games minimum for that to not be frowned upon. What if Clemson goes eleven one and ACC champs. I, yep. I still think, but Dukes will be 7-5, and 8-4 and four at that point. Wouldn't they still look at frowned upon enough to not one loss? Give me I Duke, know. I don't
0: care. That's
2: wild. Ohio State got into the playoff in
0: a year no, that they the lost to a five. Virginia but Tech I team like
1: that. that's
2: wild. But I like it. Yeah, I'll take the Tigers, though. Won't think too hard on it.
3: I'll take Duke to cover, but I will also take Clemson.
1: Oh, interesting. Parks? Uh, yeah, no, I got Clemson winning the game. I think they'll hand the ball off enough, and Duke right. can't stop him.
2: We now have the one guy who, if this hits, is the smartest guy in the room. But if not, it's just crazy talk, considering his predictions. That, yeah, that would be wild. So we'll see how this one works out on Monday. Right, Good news, you got a long time to rethink it, Reese. If you want to go back and you know quote-tweet this and just say, I changed my now, pick, you can do that. Right here the whole time. <laughs> All, right. All right. I like it. All right. <laughs> Those are the big games of the weekend that we wanted to break down for all of you guys, but we do have under the radar game that we each really think you need to pay attention to. Whether this could be Thursday, Friday, Saturday, or Sunday, under the radar game of the week in your opinion is what Reese.
0: Uh, mine was Louisville and Georgia Tech. Uh, it's in a neutral site. I mean, kind of a neutral site. It's in Mercedes Benz, which is still in Atlanta, which is where Georgia Tech's at. Um, but my big thing is that it's it's two new head coaches. I mean, Georgia Tech's bringing back their interim from last year. Two new head coaches, two new quarterbacks into two new in their new systems. Tech was taking steps in the right direction last year, four and four with their interim coach. Um Parksy, like Parchie mentioned earlier, he's got him picked to maybe go to a bowl game. Eight points isn't crazy. I think it's a game where if Georgia Tech, if they did do the right moves in the offseason, if Haynes Keane can be the guy, if he can improve this offense, which has changed over the over the years, uh, I think it's gonna be an interesting game, interesting game to pay attention to. And it's also, I mean, a conference game as well, too. So it'll kind of give you an idea of where these teams are going to sit for the year.
2: You bet. I like that one because I'm high on Louisville. I really want to see what they'll uh, do in that Braum offense. Um, It's going to be a ton of fun to watch that one. And if Georgia Tech's back, you'll know Mm -hmm. now. They're going to get a team that a lot of people said Mm -hmm. that had an easy schedule that might work their way into an Mm -hmm. ACC title game. Parks, your game of the week that is under the radar is what? Boise State and Washington. It's a
1: fourteen point spread in favor of the dogs, which a lot of people, including JP, are very, very high on. But why is that line the where it is? Well, you also talked about Boise State last week, which Schaefer called the best group of five team in America. So make sure you tune into Correct, that yep. one a little bit. I think it could be interesting, especially with it being a week one matchup, and Boise State's got a good team this year, so make sure you
2: tune in. Yep. I like that one a lot. That I know for a fact I have that one on my list. It'll be on mm-hmm. TV in my house. Schaefer.
3: Yeah, I'm going to go uh Washington State at Colorado State. Uh not nah, just because I'm, I'm wearing the shirt. Uh Into the weeds we go with this one, fellas. Yeah, this one we're getting we're getting <laughs> a little dirty with this one. Uh two great quarterbacks <laughs> on both sides. Clay Milan th- threw for 72% last year, uh the best in the country and Cam Ward, you know, I we uh, we this is a Cam Ward podcast. We we love Cam Ward. Um so, I'm excited. I hope there's a lot of fireworks, a lot of points in this game uh Troy I so True for both teams to have fun right yeah I mean yeah that's, I'm not that's taking a, I don't think one. I'm taking a <laughs> that's what all of these are aren't they unless somebody's got scratch on one side <laughs> or the other
2: can I ask a
1: question I, I
2: uh I don't have scratch on the
1: one I'm going to talk about what? if it's a much must watch or an under the radar like make sure you tune into this game is that game even on tv bro I think it's Ooh, on. Let me look.
3: CBS, yeah, it's CBS Sports Network. If you have YouTube, you too. need a yeah, subscription for that. That's, really That's deep no, in
5: no the world.
3: It's on. It's on YouTube TV. I got <laughs> CBS Sports Network.
1: <laughs> all right, CBS Sports Network. But I was just gonna say, a we know about. Hey, you can use. My
2: under the under the radar game of the week isn't as nasty. It's Coastal at UCLA. Now you're getting Grayson McCall. You're getting a new coach for Coastal though, and then you're getting Garbers. That's going to start for UCLA, but you're going to see Dante Moore. And these are two teams that traditionally are pretty high flying. What's going to happen when Costa goes all the way across the country to Los Angeles and plays this team? I'm not sure, but I'm sure as hell excited to find out. And we definitely miss some big games on our under the radar games of the week, like just quickly Texas Tech Wyoming. We only get one.
3: We can only pick one.
2: Yeah, but I'm just saying. Are you sure? Some people get a
3: (laughs) 1B.
1: Remember, Shafe? Some people get 1B options.
3: (laughs) No
2: comment. No comment. I just wanted to point those ones out. I felt unfair to not like literally call like, I a team that's new to the Big Twelve that was uh, a really good American program and a team that's picked to win the American in a lot of spots. Not mention that one. Come on, yeah, go ahead. And it was man. in Laramie last weekend. We got to we got to give that one a shout out too. <laughs> now we are G five fans. We broke like Park said. We had the whole clip. We talked about uh, different G five teams that we wanted to break down uh, to make sure they were talked about and got the uh, light shed on them. Uh, from a national perspective and from this podcast. But we picked one game this week that we really want you to pay attention to in the group of five as it's two of the best group of five teams in the country and two of them that are honestly going to fight for that New Year's Six spot come January 1. Shaver, you put this in here. You announce it. We can talk about it a little bit. And then we're going to – let's pick sides on this one too. Who do we think is going to win the game? It's me versus Jake here. It's me versus Jake. (laughs) It is. It is, yes. Uh, and if you haven't listened to that preview, go check out the YouTube clip. It's on our Twitter, YouTube, all that stuff.
3: Yeah, I, I won't run through it because we kind of ran through a bunch of teams or ran through both these teams last week. But um, two preseason like top one or top two teams uh, in their <laughs> conference. I know Tulane's picked to win. Uh, and I think USA is predicted probably behind Troy. But both teams, again, just two great quarterbacks and Carter Bradley and Michael Pratt, who both threw for over 3,000 yards last year. Uh, it, I'll just rehash it again. South Alabama only lost two games last year, one but one point by UCLA, four points by Troy. Tulane won the Cotton Bowl. They beat uh, USC. And, uh, yeah, so the, and an interesting fact for about this game to look at, Tulane returns four or five starters on the offensive line. South Alabama returns their entire defensive line. So look for in the trenches on that side of the ball. Game is be one of the trenches, baby. Yep. Six and a half. Midwest football. Six and a half point spread.
2: So, six and a half is a lot, but I do like Tulane at home. I'll take the home team in that one. Now, six and a half, I do think is a little bit, especially when you have that talented defense on the other side. Tulane or South Alabama, Reese.
0: USA. (laughs) USA. Parks.
1: (laughs) Give me Tulane. I think Michael Pratt's too much for this team. I think it's it's a tough opener for a team like usa to get because they are obviously highly touted this year and have a chance in that conference but mm-hmm. uh two too much michael Pratt's too much and their liberty running back is going to run all over the place too so uh, uh give, me, it give is, me the green wave baby
2: it is awesome when a group of five that schedules this far out another group of five turns out to be this good of a game we just want it like that's awesome thank you
3: god sure. Schaefer, who wins the game i'm gonna go with the the team that returns their their stud back and south alabama with LaDamian Webb. Yeah. That's fair. They do win that battle. because Losing Todd Spears was big, but Michael Pratt's yeah. just better. Yeah. He's got more experience
2: in big games, and it definitely ain't South Alabama. And they play on a gorgeous football facility. Yeah, best in the yeah. country, Jake that said, dude, and then awesome. he picks against him. Yeah.
3: Wow. It's the best, it is the best field <laughs> you really in college football. really care about football. that home field advantage. It's the best field in college football. <laughs> It, obviously,
2: it's not that useful, though, if they're just going to lose at home week one.
3: Um, Let's go into our betting
2: segment. We're going to go into first the dog's mm. dog, our favorite underdog of the week. This is an underdog we really think is going to win this week. Um, Whether the point spread is 12 or th- four or whatnot, we're going to jump into who wants to go first with their big underdog.
3: I can start us off tonight.
2: Give me Florida. But you're really stretching it out there with four points, eh?
3: I, well, I was when I wanted it, it on Sunday sh- with seven <laughs> points. Damn. You said it didn't matter if it was four or 12. You're shaming me now. I just wanted. You're shaming I me. just wanted to give you
2: a I little bit. I just wanted to give you a mean, little jab. 12 and you know. and a half. Reese, yours is 12 and a half? Yeah. Oh, Duke. Okay. He is Duke. Yeah, he is Duke. Uh, come on. I thought we were going to go what? somewhere He spoiled <laughs> it. Like,
3: holy upset. Still need an explanation well, on play. that. <laughs> we'll get, get to it. We'll we? get to that later uh
1: i i'll take south carolina i'm gonna keep it close it's i know it's only two and a half but i think north carolina's defense isn't enough to stop this offense i think mark norov's some great uh oh my god wrong name there by the way but i think he has some yeah, great Michael. schemes that will fit i know i kept on the florida state game but i think he has great schemes that will fit, fit and man. they only got t- shut down by one defense last year and that was georgia and who didn't get shut down by them they still put the team that put up 51 in the college ball playoff game that's that, those schemes work, man, and he and he's putting them in with with good athletes. So I'll take South
2: Carolina, one hundred percent. Now I had two different ones. Now I know I said I picked Tulane to win that game. I did put South Alabama in the dogs. Dog, I like. I think they could win that game, and that's six and a half points. So you're going to get a decent uh, spot on the money line for that one. But I'll do one that honestly I don't want to do, but I think it's the smart move here. I'll take Nebraska. Let's
6: go, baby. Fire I, me I, up. I,
2: you're going to go with that. Fire me up. What I, a great I, fucking pick. I just, we we didn't even preview it. I didn't even, even get you A situation. <laughs> they're, they're doing a situation where Minnesota is going to be solid. You know what you're going to get out of Minnesota. Kelly McManus is going to be an upgrade from Tanner Morgan in my eyes. Uh, they're going to have a very good running back in Sean Tyler. But uh, the playmakers on the outside, the, the ability – for this to actually work out and just be a slow, slow, slow game. Nebraska going to try to do the same thing. This isn't going to be a team that's going to go flying up and down the field. They're going to maybe it'll look more like a spread and like a uh, RPO offense that's getting the ball on the outsides. But they're going to want to control the football as well. And you're not dealing with somebody who's going to fuck it up on special teams and clock management and that stuff. Matt rule can do that. Um, and so. Like, I think that's one you really got to pay attention to. It's hard for me to say that Minnesota is going to win by 14. If, if Scott Frost is there, this line would be 10. Like, we that's my whole thing,
3: but it's seven. No, Nebraska would probably be favored. That's how, that's how every a year started with Scott Frost. They were being a in. blue blood Schaefer.
1: Look it
0: up. I'll look it up. <laughs>
4: Are, are, as, I'm not gonna as,
0: a, as a as a guy who <laughs> bet on Nebraska their first game last year, if you're going to take that line, just hold on. Welcome to the onside kick a- show, baby. I'm, just
2: saying, I'm expecting
1: just to be trapped
0: trying- in, guys. Some shit's going to go <laughs> down.
2: To be a world beater here. I just see seven as a lot. But here's my problem. What if Jeff Sims is not quite the guy yet? Like, what if he has a buffer time? Because Minnesota has a really good defense. They lost
1: they they only returned 40%, 40%? they that. only returned 40% of their defense production. And Nebraska is beating, beating Minnesota. Like Iowa. Nebraska was beating Minnesota 10 to nothing at half last year. Yeah, 10 points in the
2: first half's not a great half on
1: offense. I mean, you give up zero. We're talking about Which, defense. And by the way that that quarterback that played against Nebraska last year in that game was not Tanner Morgan. So they have film directly on this guy. It's not an unloaded gun. We're going to be able to run the ball. We have a stacked running back room with depth, so it just it really depends Can on whether block? or not we turn the ball over. Yeah, I mean this Can is block? three three years without changing offensive linemen and adding an all American and Ben Scott from Arizona State at the center position. So I think it'll be better. Be the
2: first to say that just they play three years does not fucking count because holy shit, the Iowa offensive line. <laughs> like, I, I I took Nebraska. Like, I think they're going to win. I, I, don't, I don't know if I think they're going to win, mm, but I, yeah, I I heard it. it. I heard it. I'm teetering. Wrap, I'm teetering. I'm teetering. Thank God. Hey. Thank
1: God the view of this camera is is t- is tits up because you don't want to see the blood flow I got going on. <laughs> this is let's go, baby.
2: <laughs> so I had Nebraska at seven. Uh parks you had South Carolina. South Carolina two and all half. These yep. US plus two and a half. That's what I was also debating on. And Reese took Duke, correct? Duke. At twelve and a half. That's a so wild. Duke. And And Schaefer- That's so wild. Florida, Schaefer, Who did you have again? Florida. That's right. Four and a half.
0: We're, call, we're calling that
2: four and a half, right? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. That four and a half. I want to
2: make sure four. We're. I'm going to keep track of these. Like, if your team covers, you get that amount of points. If they win, you get all those points. It'll think it'll be a good time. I think Game Day does something similar, but I mean, ninety percent of those guys just pick big old numbers anyway. And. It's a whole different thing when they're talking betting lines and stuff with the guys they have on that panel. Hey, shout out Stanford Steve, though. That's going to be taking the bear spot. Super pumped to watch him on Saturday. Well, let's go to our favorite play, though. Like, what's our favorite line for the weekend? Now, this doesn't have to be an underdog. It certainly can be. If you have two underdogs, like, talk to me because I'd like some money line plays if we're getting plus 200 or something. Over, unders, whatnot. Reese, what's your favorite play of the weekend? Do you have one that you really like?
0: Like, what did you see? there's a there's a couple I got a, a two units on, but the one I'm most confident in, the one I look forward to watching, we talked about it before, is the South Carolina-North Carolina game. I think it's where South Carolina is going to be able to score a lot of points with that bad that bad defense that North Carolina has, and Drake May is going to have to find a way to keep scoring points. In 63-and-a-half, and this game could be in the 40s for each of them. Um, I think with May, with the talent that he has, I think it's a game where you can just sit back and watch and have a lot of fun just watch these teams score a bunch of points.
2: One hundred percent. I hey, can I give my over as well if we're gonna stay on the over train. I'll take UTSA and Houston over sixty one. Now I've heard some rumblings that maybe UT or Houston was not as good on defense for whatever reason. They were you know, there's injury troubles or kids weren't bought in, didn't have the right guys. Yeah, I'll believe it when I see it. Uh this UTSA team doesn't stop anybody either, and they um bring back everybody, it feels like. And so they're gonna score a bunch of points it's just going to be a mess i think this game was 37 34 last year it was over the number which it is this year so i'm going to go over again let's watch a lot of touchdowns let's watch some high flying offenses and i think meet meet by the way i think they'll win meep
3: meep we meep, gotta meep. So- i let you get away with that last meep. week we got we gotta stop
2: <laughs> roadrunner dude did you have a child. I know, I know what you're doing. Yeah, I know I'm what it is. You. I believe that. Bruce not- had a weird childhood. He didn't watch half the shows I watched as a child. He childhood. did have a weird childhood. The other day, I mean, he
1: just he didn't eat food either. One time I took him to dinner, and he had never tried a <laughs> crab cake. And he never had creme brulee. He'd never had – well, so you'd never tried something else. Oh, it was like lobster bisque, okay. like a simple soup. I thought soup. you were going to
2: stay like Teddy Grahams or something. As a child, why does he need a creme brulee as a child? What are you guys eating, bro? Yeah, Go to Matt. dinner. I mean, come on. <laughs> you guys
1: don't have some fine dining taste, or what? I'm not a dessert person when I go out to eat. Oh, it's, it's it was creme cheesecake for Christ's sake! How am I not going to order that? It was a special.
2: What what kid do you know that eats cheesecake? Oh, I ate cheesecake as a kid. You ever go to the Cheesecake Factory? You ever oh, heard of water, it? Cheesecake.
3: Cheesecake, oh, I mean, factory. cheesecake Factory. Cheesecake bro. Factory. So good as a kid it was. Uh, it was the move. Yeah. we used to go to Des Moines. Was it? Yeah. yeah, I've only been to one one time, and it was like. Eight months ago in February, that's biggest menu, Bro, it's like twenty pages long.
2: my whole life. It's oh, my, it sponsor. was actually terrifying. I about texted you guys. Was like,
1: "What are those, those cooks? Those Honestly. cooks gotta hate that." But uh, I'll give you my gambling plays now. Uh, I have,
2: uh, hey, uh, yeah, let's yeah, go back yeah. Again.
1: So my my Not two picks, yep. my two picks that I like a lot is I have Tennessee minus to twenty eight against Virginia at home. I think Milton's got to show it. He's got to sling it. Like, yeah, like it. I think that, that they're in for it, and then. This is at Nashville. Oh, I'm sorry. Either way, Virginia sucks. Virginia is bad at football. <laughs> they, they're so lost, and, and Tennessee's not. And and I think they're going to want to show exactly what they're going to do all year. And, and Joe Milton can sling the absolute rock. So uh, I like that play a lot. And then my other one that's, that may be not on other people's radars. is uh, let's bet. We, we get
3: 1Bs. We get Takes my you
2: one. no Yeah, he hasn't even I'm gone. I'm starting yet. the second
3: round.
6: No, no, hey, 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 hey throw your, throw your one B out
3: there. You already ta- I'm going to take. It, and mine. I hope this is it. It could you be, too. T- I'm, I hope no, you already said mine. Oh, good. I'm going to throw mine.
6: another
1: one B out there. That could be your second one. I'm going to take Penn State minus the 20 and a half against West Virginia because they suck, too. And oh. I know you're high on Penn State, so I hope that's on your card.
3: No, it's not. Wait, Actually, for- if, I had to, if I had to bet, I think I would. I think I might almost side West Virginia in that Dude, game. I you think wiener. Bad. Two weeks ago, they're they're bad. Like, this is my team. This <laughs> might be my team. You wiener. I, I think Penn State's a good football team, but I don't think West Virginia is like 20 and a half. I don't know. They are. They are really. picked to get lost.
2: In yeah, the they are. Golf. They're that bad. Not that like things won't change, but.
0: <laughs> they're that bad. Uh, if I had <laughs> a.
3: I have a. I'm going to go Western Kentucky minus 11 and a half against South Florida. South Florida. There you go, Kyle. You are telling us we don't talk about Western yeah, Kentucky. Yeah, I was going to say. There's your Western Kentucky play your, right there. There's your the shout out, Hilltoppers make Here's your shout out, Comey. Uh, USF gave up 40-plus points in their last six games to end the year last year. Uh, actually, little fact, former tight ends coach at Iowa State is the head coach this year. Former Tennessee OC Alex Golish is South Florida's coach. I think they'll get it right on offense, but I don't know if he's much of a defensive mind. So I think Western Kentucky could put up probably 50 in this game if they really hammer down on it. Yeah, I I like
2: all those. I'm excited to see fireworks like me in recent point now, but the Western Kentucky one is definitely one that would not show up on somebody's radar if they're not diving deep in. And then Parks, I thought you were going to get both of his. I man. did. I really did. Parks has taken the Shaver strategy, though, and taking the really big I don't know favorites. if I want that. Really good don't put that on me. Year. I don't know <laughs> if I want that. He led off this podcast. I mean, the pilot does. said he got his ass whipped last year. I'm surprised Schaefer's not even on UCF minus, what is that,
3: 35,
2: 36 hey. tomorrow against night? Kent? No, I yeah, told you, I'm, I'm
3: I'm playing conservative this year, guys. I'm trying something new out. And, and I know you mentioned okay.
1: it, JP, but we got to give a quick shout-out to the Roadrunners being a favorite on the road against a now
2: Power 5 team. That's impressive. Yeah, that line moved, too, I think, almost across zero. Um, that's a two-and-a-half now. I believe UTSA is the favorite. That'll be a ton of fun to watch. Let's give our playoff predictions. Like, we haven't tweeted this out. We haven't put a graphic. We'll have them out Mm -hmm. tomorrow, though. Let's officially pick the four teams that we think is going to make the college football playoff. Now, we haven't really teased this even. Like, we've said we're high on certain teams, but we have not actually teased what this playoff is going to look like for us. I'm going to start out with Reese because I I really want to hear the explanation and which Parks is picking on him for earlier. But, Reese, give me your four, where they're seated, and your national champion, please.
0: One Ohio State, two Georgia, three Clemson, four LSU. Georgia's going to go undefeated until the SEC championship game where they're going to lose a game. They're going to lose two LSU, and they're not going to put LSU in the two or three to have them do a rematch right away. So they'll have LSU be the four, or I, I think they'll be the four, um, because I think LSU will play a closer game with somebody earlier in the year. Um, that they'll still they'll still find a way to win it, but they'll have they'll have potentially one loss. Um, so why they'll be the four, and then they don't want them to play again right away for the two three. So they'll have Georgia Clemson for that two three game, and then Ohio State LSU for the one four game. Clemson is going to go one loss, um, in the ACC, and that's when they're going to win. Then they'll they'll run it they'll win the ACC championship. Um, and then, like I said, the list of Duke, they pack, but they win, the, they win the rest. Yeah, they won the rest. But pack <laughs> the, uh, Pac 12 and, uh, Big 12, those champions, whoever it's going to be, they're going to have two losses. So those two conferences are going to be out. Okay. And then, like, I, like I, I, when I talked, when I talked about the Big 10, I talked about Michigan, Michigan's going to have two losses. So they won't find a way to get in. And then I don't think Penn State's going to only have one loss either. I think Penn State will be out. I think you're going to have your, your, uh, Two, three, four are potentially going to have uh, potentially have one loss.
2: Hey, man, I'm open
0: to anything anybody
2: says in this conversation because I think there are legitimate eight or nine teams that could make this playoff or win the national title. And so I'm open to Unless you say something crazy like... I
0: don't, I, don't, I just want to do something. I don't want to do a boring-ass pick. I want to do something interesting. How many do times different.
2: does it go chalk in the way people think it's going to? Like, how many people had TCU in the playoff last year? How many people had... Exactly. You Nobody. Know, Nobody just looking back it's a lot different yeah 100 percent. or lsu the year they won it not a lot of people were high on the lsu team like joe burrow was all right the year before and they went ballistic parks give me yours is yours kind of similar a little different? different i want to hear it's what you different. got I,
0: Wait, I have full disclaimer we haven't heard to anybody else champion too i didn't say my national champion no you did not so say champion
1: ohio state okay Mine's a little different. I have
2: a lot of faith in. I, it's
1: a little different. I should say that because I also have Ohio State at the one, and here's why: uh, I have Alabama as the two, I have Georgia mm-hmm. in. Uh, I'm sorry. Let me to, let me do the. I, I want to make sure I say it right. So let me look at my image. Uh, I have Ohio State at the one. Quick at the two. I have Oregon at the three to avoid the rematch, and I have Georgia at the four.
2: Oh, that's right. You can show high on yeah. Oregon.
1: So I think Oregon wins that. I don't think USC's defense is worth a shit. So I, I think Oregon wins the Pac-12 and makes the Pac-12 playoff. What do we think? I mean, we're looking – I the got people champion. looking at me like, this kid's a f- – I'm not going to – National champion. I want to know oh, who wins sorry. It. I, I'll take – I still think Alabama rolls through and wins.
2: Okay. I know, that's,
1: <laughs> that's what we were looking at before. We were like – uh oh, they were holding on. <laughs> I thought I they were all looking look at me same. like, this guy's a fucking <laughs> moron, so
2: – Yeah, no, I think no, no. I Like I said, a little different, but like anything goes for this. I I, honestly, there's so many teams top heavy in the Pac-12. The Big Ten is really solid. The whole SEC, the top end of that could make it. And the ACC have no idea. So like anything's going to go. Schaefer, you want to go or you want me to go last? Like, what do you want to do?
3: Save the best. You want to be the finale?
2: Save save the best for last. You can go. All right. You want to be the finale. (laughs) All right. Schaefer wants to be the hero over there. Here's mine. I have Georgia as your number one overall seed. I think their schedule is a little too easy for them uh, to slip up, and I think Carson Beck's going to be legit. That's still going to be a very good defense. They're still going to be able to run the football well. So they're my number one overall seed. Number two overall seed with the Ohio State Buckeyes. This team I think is going to be your Big 12 champion. I think whether it's McCord or Brown, I don't don't think it matters. I think they're going to fit just fine into this, and I think the Knowles defense takes a big step forward this year and finds a way – to win games um, in different fashions. Like maybe they have to play uh, the more in ground and pound style against Michigan and win that football game, or maybe they just get better and a little more consistent on that side of the football. So I have them as a number two at the number three seed. I have LSU. I'm high on this LSU team, but here's my, my one bugaboo with this team is can your defensive backs be solid? Like you're having issues on that side of the ball from what I'm getting out of fall camp, but can we, Can they be good enough to really help out the offense, to really help out the defense, and can they really take the next step? Because they overachieved last year, but it wasn't like they won 11 games in the regular season, right? This team can still win the SEC West. And do you make money betting against Nick Saban? No, but I'm going to try to do it right here. And then at the four slot, I'll have Penn State. Penn State is going to go 11-1 with a loss to Ohio State. Not make the Big Ten title and be sitting there waiting like Ohio State has done a couple of years. They're just gonna be sitting for the wait for their spot, and they're gonna get their spot after the Pac-12 beats itself up too much, and Florida State will lose uh, two games, Clemson two games, and I think that'll be it. And you'll have a Big Ten SEC title or Big Ten SEC uh, playoff playoff, and my national champion will be Ohio State now. Damn. I could be swayed on that. I've gone back and forth on the master champion quite a bit. Um, I just think it's hard to three man, whether you have an easy schedule or not, whether you're sitting in the playoff with an easier route than anybody else. And it, even if your defense is super solid, like it's hard to three So that's why I took Ohio state there. Um, I couldn't get behind my a pick to take a team to win three straight. Schaefer is yours. That crazy. You're, you're the finale now. Like, I hope if you like
3: go chalk here, I'm going to boo you. All right. Uh, I guess I don't know what chalk is. Uh, here we go. I'm gonna go with the one. I have Georgia. I'll let you know if it's Chalk. I have Georgia at one. Um number two. <laughs> <laughs> number two, I have Michigan. <laughs> I don't know if anybody nobody had Michigan in their playoff, did they? Nope, nope. I think nope. you I think nope. it's smart to put them in there. If nobody I'm else has I'm the only one uh putting Michigan in there. Number three, I have LSU. And this is going to be a weird scenario. I think LSU will have one loss, but they are not going to win the East. I think Alabama is going to win the East. Georgia's going to well, be. They play in the West, so that would make sense. Er, thank you. Yeah, thank you. I say, here They
0: definitely ain't going to that's that's win the East. They're definitely not going to win
3: the East. They're going to play in the. Uh, mm-hmm. Sorry. Alabama's going to get to the West. They're going to lose to Georgia. I think Alabama's going to have a loss somewhere in the season as well. I think LSU will lose at Tuscaloosa, but that will be their only loss of the year. But they're going to lose the the head to head. So, um LSU is the 3 and then I like Parks's pick with Oregon, um but I took okay. I took USC. So the guys no, who took no, Oregon. No, I took USC. Well- I like oh. I t- I couldn't I couldn't decide Stupid. between Oregon and USC, but but really it came down to the best player in the country is on your team. I think maybe that will probably be the difference. So I have Georgia playing USC, Michigan playing LSU, um, and my national champion, I have Georgia versus Michigan, and I have Georgia three peating. Now you can say that is how do you get, pick
2: three peat what. How do you get yourself to pick a three-peat? Like, that's it's not something that happens no, on a normal I, basis.
3: I and that was what I was curious about. I was like, I hope you don't think me picking a three-peat is chalk because no, I don't think anybody has just, Georgia winning it. This I should get
0: myself to do it. I like, I think like one color person, Tom Fernelli, I don't, what Reese say, I like the color schemes of your matchups all my head. I haven't seen that before. <laughs> <that, full. laughs> Reese I is like worried about it is what it Um, like for
3: me, for me, for the the three of the uniforms. four teams, it comes down to familiarity at quarterback, Michigan more so. I don't love McCarthy, but I think they're just really talented and they bring back a quarterback with experience. I yep. think Carson Beck's a very high ceiling guy. I think he could be better than Bennett. Um And oh God, I don't know. You look at that Georgia roster. I think they're going to go 12 and 0 easy and then... They're just gonna have a lot of confidence. I think Beck's gonna have enough games under his belt to where I don't think they're gonna be phased by Alabama. I just don't see a Jalen Milrow team winning the national championship. They've done it before with worse. What, what I don't Coker. Yeah, I. But this is. I don't think. I don't Sims, think it was his talent. I don't think the the. I don't think the. The landscape was as talented as it was this year. I think there are way okay, too many teams that are that are way better. I think Georgia wasn't Georgia back then. Um yeah. I don't know. That's yeah. I think three for the first time since I mean we can pretty much say ever. It happened in 1930, so it doesn't yeah. even count. <laughs> Sorry to any nineteen thirties hey. Minnesota Golfers fans. <laughs> yeah, that that was dynasty back the in the day. Golden. The, Golden.
2: the Golden Golfers. Hey, Andersley <laughs> – this is a, uh, it's been awesome breaking all down all these games. It's going to be crazy hard to pick all the games that we want to break down for next week. Um, but we gave you a good group of five games. We gave you an under radar game. We covered all the big ones, gave you a couple lines that we're big fans of. Playoff predictions quickly before we get out of here. How do you feel about Iowa State this weekend, Shafe? How do you feel about Nebraska Parks? Reese, you've been paying attention to Syracuse this offseason? How are you feeling about it? Nope. Them? Nope. <laughs> Okay. Nope. <laughs> quickly, quickly, Shaver. I need a prediction for Saturday Jesus, for
3: your Clones. what can you um, – I think they win – Six, three. Yeah, seven, 17, 10. 17, 10. Parks, up there.
2: got the scurs, 27, 27 17. Please. By 10, I would take that. I think Iowa should win by 28. Will they? I don't know, but I'm thinking 35, 6. yeah. 35-6, right. the Hawks. They roll, Utah State is a really bad football team. They should be able to run the football. Would you have the same as well score if the prediction if, if McNamara level. doesn't play? No, I would go down okay. to 24. Fair answer. Yep. yep. I'd go down to 24 because I think they'd slow and simplify the offense way too much to score a ton of points. But anything before we get out of here and we get ready for
1: week yeah, one. Yeah, PSA. One. This Don't is worry, week
0: here. one. This is
2: week one.
1: We're not playing a fight song. We need to get you fired up. There is football tonight, real football. Not not Navy and Notre Dame. That was that was a JV versus varsity scrimmage. So, real football tonight. Fire it up. We love you.
0: Reese what did you say? So don't worry, Syracuse is gonna be rolling Colgate here week week one for us. Don't <laughs> you said you pay attention. I Syracuse Syracuse, Syracuse I it, play I week one question though. mark. Syracuse, one. Syracuse, we got Western Michigan, we got Purdue, <laughs> we got Army, we got Clemson, baby. Syracuse play football.
3: All right,
2: Diabolical. dialogue. Let's, Let's close it.
3: Let's
0: close it. <laughs> hey,
2: hey. The fight song.
6: Feel it coming in the air yeah. And the screams from everywhere yeah. I'm addicted to the
4: thrill. I'm ready. It's
6: a dangerous so. love affair Come on. Can't be scared when it goes down Got a problem, tell me so. now Only thing that's on my mind
4: I'm <laughs> Uh, this is Rod Nation, pledge your allegiance uh, Get your boutiques on, huh? uh, all black everything Black cards, black cards, all black everything uh, And our girls are black birds, riding with they diligence. I can't more in depth if you boys really written up This is La Familia, yeah. I'll explain later But for now, let me get back to this paper I'm a couple bands down and I'm trying to get back I gave Doug the grip, I lost a flip for five stacks Yeah, I'm five comma six zero shot zeros, here zero. the back to running circles round. Niggas, now we squid up Hold up up.
6: Life's a game, but it's not fair I break the rules, so I don't care Uh So I keep doing
4: It's the return of the God, peace, God. Uh, uh, if ain't nobody fresher, I'm in Mason. Uh, Martin Martella on the table screaming, fuck the other side, they jealous. We got a bank account full of bras, they got a table full of fellas. Yeah. And they ain't spending no cake, they should throw their hand in, cause they ain't got no space. Yeah. My whole team got dough, so my bank account is looking like millionaires, bro. Yeah. Life's
6: a game, but it's not fair. I break through. So I keep doing
5: from being Joe Blow to everybody on your dick, no homo. But my whole family whips, no vovos Next time I'm in church, please no photos Police escorts, everybody passports This the life that everybody asks for This a fast life, we are on a crash course What you think I rap for, to push a fucking rap for? But I know that if I stay stunting All these girls only gon' want one thing I could spend my whole life goodwill hunting Only good gonna come is as good when I'm coming She got an ass that'll swallow up a G-string and up top, um, two bee stings, and I'm bee off the re sling, and my nigga just made it out the precinct. We give a damn about the drama that you do bring. I'm just trying to change the color on your mood ring. Reebok baby, you need to try some new things. Have you ever had shoes without shoestrings What's that, yeah? Baby these heels, is that a mate? What? Baby these wheels, you tripping when you ain't sipping? Have a refill, you're feeling like you're running, huh? Now you know I. We fear <laughs>